Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. What a phenomenal month of September that we had. My goodness, we were down in Bogota, Colombia, just saw wonderful, wonderful miracles. Probably the one of the, the greatest uh, that I've seen up to this point in, in our ministry was the fact that we had our first autistic kid healed. Isn't that awesome? We got the report back from the mother. She had contacted the pastor and said that when we ministered to her son on Sunday night, she went home and noticed a significant difference. She saw an even greater difference the next day when he went to his therapist a few days later. The therapist actually asked, what happened to him? What happened? It was great. We had that happen. We had tumors dissolve and ears open while we were down there. Uh, and our meetings in California, and uh, we also had meetings in Oklahoma, just more and more miracles happening all over the place. We're so excited about all that God has been doing, uh, doing through us and allowing us to be a participant in. And you know what? We're so thankful that you are a part of this. Those of you that are partners with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, thank you so very much for your prayers, your encouragement, and your support. We could not do it without you. We've got some great meetings coming up in the month of October. Uh, October, we are going to be in North Carolina, South Carolina. We're going to be in Texas, uh, down uh, just outside of Houston. And we're also going to be in Pensacola, Florida. So check those meetings out. And then coming up in November, we're going to be finishing off our, uh, our U.S. schedule. And we'll be in, in Canton, Georgia again. Uh, great, great church there, Dream Church uh, with the Steinbergs will be there. And we're also going to be in the Austin, Texas area. So Texas, you're going to get us back to back uh, the end of October and first part of November. And, and uh, we're, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, Durham there. Uh, we've been there several times as well. So go to our schedule. It's just chadgonzalez.com. There's a little link up there that says schedule. You can see the rest of our meetings uh, here in the U.S. And we'll finish things off in Norway with some tremendous meetings there at the end of November. And... We're already working on 2023, so uh, we're starting to get some dates up there. If you are a pastor and you'd be interested in uh, having us come and do some trainings there or do a conference or whatever, uh, you can just message us uh, through Facebook or Instagram, or uh, we'd prefer, if you could, go to our website, and there is a link up there that says meeting request. Uh, we've already pretty much filled up a good portion of the spring and starting to go into the summer, but we'll do what we can to get things in there. Also, we want to let you know, be looking for updates to the Healing Academy, Module 2, which is the module on doctrine that's going to be coming out here in just a few weeks. And so we'll be sending out updates through our, our email and our social media. So it's going to be really, really good. I'm looking forward to it. One other exciting piece of news is we are now in Florida. I never would have thought we would be Floridians, but we officially got moved to Tampa, Florida. And then a couple of days later, Hurricane Ian came through. 
we we came out just fine. Our offices are fine. House is fine. Just experienced a little bit of wind and power outage for about three days. But other than that, God took care of us and we were good. So very thankful uh, to be protected from that and come out of that good. And so those of you that message us, thank you for doing that. That was very sweet, kind of, of so many of you messaging us just to check on us and make sure that we were okay. So, hey, let's get into our message for this month. I want to talk about something that I've really been spending time meditating on. And it's a simple question made up of just uh, three words. What is possible? What is possible? I've been asking myself that question a lot. Not only in the area of healing, but also in the area of finances. In the area of other things, buildings, planes, this and that. You know, as the ministry's been growing, well, the needs grow and, and the vision begins to grow. And I'm asking myself, what's possible? When I'm standing before a tumor, when I'm standing before a blind eye, looking at someone with a genetic disease, the question's there, what's possible? I've been asking myself that question a lot. And, you know, we as Christians, we must start asking that question, what's possible? You know, we, we have the verse in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, where it says, nothing is impossible with God. We've had songs for years that talk about nothing is impossible with God. And we see people walk around with it on their t-shirts. And sometimes maybe it's on a poster or something like that in a church. But I don't think we've, we've really plummeted the depths of that, if you want to say. And of course, you know, we're always growing in what's possible. But if we're not, if we're not careful, we could get to the point where we just stop pushing. And friend, I found this, that when you stop pushing, well, that's just when you stop growing. And unfortunately, we see that happen with so many Christians. You know, Lester Summerall made a tremendous statement many years ago, and he said this. He said, most Christians never progress past their first revelation of God. Think about that. Most Christians never progress past their first revelation of God. The sad thing is, it's not just people, it's also denominations. The vast majority of denominations started out with a pure move of God, something very pure, something very real, and then they just camp out there and give it 5, 10, 20 years, and they just start to die. Why? Because they stop pushing, stop asking what's possible. And I just absolutely refuse to be someone who, who gets a revelation of God, progresses some, and then just stops. Just stops. You know, even Jesus says in John chapter 5, he said, the Father is going to show me even greater things than these just so you would marvel, just so you would go, wow. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit had him write this, give us this statement that Jesus made. Remember, Jesus is doing life as a man anointed by God, filled with God, united with God. And Jesus is saying, hey, I haven't seen it all. The Father, he's going to show me something I haven't seen before. He's going to show me something even greater so I can turn around and do it for you, just so you would go, wow, just so you would marvel. And so that leads me to ask the question, what's possible? 
You see, friend, God put us on his level. Luke chapter 1 and verse 31, Jesus said, nothing is impossible with God. So we see that there's no impossibilities with God at all. But then Jesus also goes on in Mark chapter 10 and verse 27, and he says, all things are possible to him who believes. So that lets me know the only impossibility, the only potential for impossibility, it lies with me. The only potential for impossibility in your life, it lies with you. This tells us God is not the problem. God is not the limiting factor. Jesus is letting us know there's absolutely nothing impossible with God. And he says, we can also be on that level too if we simply believe. The impossibility lies with us. But then Jesus tells us in John chapter 14 and verse 12, and I've been doing some, some chewing on this and actually been doing a little bit of teaching on it as well because it's, it's got me asking this question in my life, what's possible? Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do the very same works. But then he goes on to say, and even greater works because I'm going to the Father. Well, what was the result of Jesus going to the Father? The result was what? Salvation. It was going to produce our union with Jesus, our union with him. And so it was going to put us in the position of him in that union so that we could not only do what Jesus did on the earth, but then we could also go even further and do even greater. Have you, have you really ever just stopped to think about that? Think about this. What Jesus was doing on the earth, Jesus was still operating under the old covenant. Yes, there was a transition taking place, but he was fulfilling the old covenant. And Jesus said, you would do the same works that he did and even greater. How's that possible? Because when Jesus arose from, uh, from the dead and he, he came back from hell with the keys of death, hell, and the grave, he stood before what was going to be the church and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Now I'm giving it unto you. Now go, go, go into all the world and preach this gospel. These signs will follow those who will believe. It was the first time Jesus said, all authority is mine. Friend, think about it. When he sent out the 12, he said, here's authority. This authority I'm walking in, here's authority over all sickness, all disease, all demons. When he sent out the 70, he said, I give you authority over all sickness, all disease, all demons. But then when he stood before, before all these people to give them the Great Commission, he stood there as the resurrected one. He stood there as the glorified one. He stood there as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He stood there with all authority in heaven and on earth. Friends, that is why you and I can do even greater. You see, friend, we are not united with Jesus who walked on the earth. We are united with the Christ who's seated at the very right hand of God with everything under his feet. We're united with the King of kings and the Lord of lords and all of his glory and all of his might. We're united with him. And that is why we can do even greater than what Jesus accomplished on the earth. I know it may sound like a very blasphemous, tremendously sacrilegious statement. 
And if anybody else said it, I would question it. But Jesus himself is the one who said, you and I would do greater because of salvation, because of our union with him as the resurrected one, holding the keys of death, hell, hell and the grave, and having all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus is the one who said it. And so that should lead you to ask the question, what's possible? What is possible for me? What is possible as a man or a woman filled, united with God, anointed by God? What's possible? Jesus even says in John chapter 14 and verse 14, he said, ask anything in my name and I will do it. He said, anything. And the Greek literally says, if it's not available, I'll make it. Ask anything in my name. And if, if, it's, not, if it's not here, if it's, it hasn't been created, I'll create it. I'll make it. I'll do it. Friend, it should lead you to ask the question, what's possible? You should walk through life and look at the circumstances of life. And instead of being afraid of the circumstances, instead of being stressed out by the circumstances, you should look at the circumstances and ask this question, what's possible? What's possible? Look at the plan of God for your life and ask the question, what's possible? I would dare say that maybe Joshua was thinking that, asking this question to himself when they were at battle and he looked up at the sun. I would think maybe that question came up. Is it possible to tell the sun to stand still? Well, I guess, I guess Joshua was okay with that question because he just blurted it out and commanded the sun to stand still. And you know what happened? The sun listened to him. The sun obeyed. And you know what's even crazier? The crazy thing about this is that Joshua wasn't even saved. Joshua didn't have all authority in heaven and on earth. Joshua wasn't born again, united with God, filled with the Holy Ghost, seated at the right hand of God, blood washed, blood bought by the blood of the Lamb. Joshua wasn't the righteousness of God in Christ. He didn't even have even remotely the type of position with God that you have. Look at what he accomplished. Look at what Moses accomplished as a sinner, a former murderer with righteousness on credit. He parted the Red Sea. He caused water to come out of a rock in his disobedience when he was supposed to speak to it, and he hit it twice. Look at all the things Moses accomplished. Look at the things that Elijah and Elisha accomplished as sinners with righteousness on credit. These guys that were under the old covenant with a lesser covenant than you and I have. Look at what they accomplished. Friends, we have to understand that you and I, because of our position, because of righteousness, because of our union with Christ, we are limitless. The only limiter that can come against us is us. Friend, in one sense, Satan is a non-issue. Now, I'm not denying Satan. I'm not denying that he's not out there. Yes, he is a very real foe. He is a very real enemy that is out to steal, kill, and destroy. But in one sense, he's a non-issue. Do you know why? Because he cannot do anything to me that I do not allow. I am the one who has authority over him. I am the one who tells him where to go, what to do, how high to jump, and how far to run. I'm the one 
who stands in a position of superiority over him. And so are you because of our position and our union with Christ. We are limitless. This is us in Christ. Look at what the people in the Old Testament did. It shows us at the very least what is possible. Look at what these demon-possessed people do. Even in your current, our current state, current world, look at what they do. Look at what people in the occult, look at what they accomplish. With a lesser power, a counterfeit power, working with demons. But look at what they accomplish. It's a very real power. It's counterfeit. It's demonic. But look at what they accomplish. If we're really, really honest and humble with ourselves, it would be very, very safe for us to admit that when it comes to the power of the supernatural, when it comes to experiencing the supernatural, the people on the demonic side of things in many ways are far outdoing the people of the church. Why? Well, because most of them very much believe they're a spirit being, and because of that, they can access the spirit world on purpose. You know, isn't it interesting that you look at, and I do this, I look at these stories like when Jesus went to deliver the madman of Gadara. And look at what this dude was doing. He was demon-possessed, filled with, with a legion of demons, and nobody could touch him. They would try to chain him up, and he would just break the chains. I mean, nobody could conquer him. Nobody could touch him. Why? Because he was sold out to the devil. And yet, what is the devil compared to us? Absolutely nothing. The church should not be outdone by people of the Old Testament. And the church should certainly not be outdone by demon-possessed people. The church should not be outdone by people that are involved in the occult. The church should not be outdone by witch doctors. The church should not be outdone by, by these mysticists. The church should not be outdone. We have the greater one on the inside of us. We're seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places, united with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the one who said, all things are possible for him who believes. And he said, we could do even greater things than him. So see, you can look at what Moses and Elijah and Joshua and Elisha did, and it shows you at the least what's possible. You could look at demon-possessed people and at the very least see what's possible. And friend, this is where you need to step up your game and you need to expand your soul and accept this reality that you need to even look at Jesus. Jesus that walked on the earth and look at the things that he accomplished and let that show you at the very least what's possible. Why? Because Jesus said not only would you do what he did, not only could you do what he did, but you would do even greater. So you ought to look at the life of Jesus and accept that, accept that not only as your standard, but also as the minimum bar. I hope you're thinking really, really hard right now. That should be the minimum of what the glorified church, the church today, the church without spot or wrinkle, the church, the Christian, who's the righteousness of God. It should show us the minimum of what we should be accomplishing on this earth. What's the thing that's hindering us? Our soul. There has to be the expansion of our soul so there can be the expansion of the dominion that we walk in. 
limitless. This is us in Christ. The unlimited use of the name of Jesus, it reveals to us. The unlimited power and dominion that we have in Jesus, it reveals to us the extreme confidence that God has in the church. But this is the challenge for our soul to comprehend. This is the challenge for us to accept. We have to have this conviction that before the Lord Jesus returns, there is going to be a mighty army of believers who will learn the secret of living in the name, reigning in life, living the victorious, transcendent, resurrection life of the Son of God among men. We must see ourselves as Christ on the earth. We must see ourselves as limitless. But it's going to start with this question. What's possible? What's possible? I want you, friend, I want you to look at the circumstances in your life. And I want you to ask the question, what's possible? I want you to look at your marriage and ask, what's possible? What's possible for my marriage? What, what kind of marriage could I possibly have? How could it possibly be greater than what it is? And then allow the Holy Spirit to lead you down that path and show you. Look at your finances and begin to ask, what's possible? Look at your children and begin to ask, what's possible? Look at your ministry. Look at your business and begin to ask, what's possible? Begin to look at your body, look at your health, look at the, the physical things that stand before you and ask what's possible. Make sure that you haven't gotten into a place in your life where you've just settled. You've just settled in, settled into the status quo, settled into what's normal, what, what's average. Make sure that you haven't settled into that place of average. God needs you to go further than what, that, what you've ever thought what, what you've ever dreamed, what you've ever imagined. He needs you to go further. And he needs you to do just like Jesus did, just like Jesus was expecting in John 5, and this, the Father's going to show me even greater things than these. He's going to lead me down this road of what's possible. He's going to show it to me so I can believe him for it. I can receive it of him, turn around and manifest it in my life, not only for me, but to also inspire my fellow Christians and fellow believers that are around me so that we can inspire the world with the supernatural, with the great things of God, for them to see the goodness of God in our life. So it would cause them to open their heart and seeing the goodness of God that would lead them to repentance. Friend, I want you to ask this question of yourself this month. What is possible with God? What is possible with God in my finances? What's possible with God in my home? What's possible with God in my business? What's possible with God in my ministry? What's possible with God in my health? What is possible? Friend, I'm telling you, if you'd begin to think like that and allow your imagination to run wild as to what's possible with God in your situation and in your life, Friend, I'm telling you, he'll take you somewhere you never dreamed. He'll take you somewhere you never dreamed. And friend, I can tell you right now, I'm living proof of it. I know I haven't even gotten even remotely close to where he wants me, but my goodness, things are, things are so, so much better than what they were many, many years ago. Things are so much better than what they were even five or ten years ago. I've been asking this question over the years, but... My goodness, this last year I've been asking a lot more, been meditating on it, chewing on it. And as I begin to do that, 
My soul is beginning to expand. My mind's being renewed. I'm starting to see a little bit more like him so that I can manifest him to the world. They can see the goodness of God in this land, in my life. They can see the goodness of God, your life. And you and I would be in a place where we could just simply look around and all we could do is look and see and say, grace, 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 grace. It's all because of his grace that God is good and he is faithful to his word. Well, friend, thank you so very much for spending some time with me this month. I hope that just inspired you and began to get you to begin to think and ask yourself what's possible. There's so many things God wants to do in your life. He has such a a wonderful, tremendous plan for your life. But in order for you to fulfill it, he needs you to start thinking what's possible. He needs you to expand your soul so you can expand your dominion. Praise God. If you are a partner with us, thank you so very much. If you'd like to be a partner with us, you can simply go to chadgonzalez.com. Go up there and click where it says Dream Team and become a part of the Dream Team. We've got some great things coming up for 2023 for our partners and some great things coming up right there in our new headquarters here in Tampa, Florida. We're so very excited about what God is doing and what he's going to do. And we are thrilled to have you as a part of it. God bless you, my friends. We love you so very much, so very appreciative of you. And we pray for you daily. Have a wonderful day, a great month. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month. Bye-bye.